Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. All right, all right. We're back. We're back. We're discussing a myriad of things. Things that we want to talk about, and there are things you might want to talk about. State government, state people. One, it started here in Dallas. Mike Morath. Oh, yes. He's really from Dallas. They're here trying to take over the educational system in America. Billions and billions of dollars. Maybe even a trillion. For to take over the educational system, they must destroy everyday public education. They're trying to get rid of public schools. They tried here in Dallas a few years ago, if y'all remember, by putting up all these charter schools and mess around here. They used those charter schools in order to try to, to replace the public schools. You see, charter schools don't have to take anybody that come there. They can cherry pick them. And the public schools is going by residential requirements and different things like that. And they can turn, they can't turn you down. This is to stop and shortchange their education in America for millions of children, mostly basically black. They're going to shortchange it if we don't wake up and get on it. Houston, largest city in Texas, largest School district in Texas, 197,000 students in the Houston Independent School District. And they're not going to be home ruled by a board of trustees or a superintendent there, but they're going to be ruled from Austin, ruled people coming in and taking over the district, people who don't really know it and really don't care. They want to take and shut this district down and shut all of them down. Really, they want Dallas. They want San Antonio. They want these large, rich districts at first. They're not looking at the little small towns or anything else. Well, they, they, see, for one thing, they're not interested in education. They're not interested they're not interested in something happening good for our children. What they want is those billions of dollars in their pockets. They say they'll run education. They never talk about how good they would be in anything. They just want to talk about how bad some districts are. It's a sad situation. Believe me, Houston Falls, Dallas next. Dallas was the first to be tried in the nation. The test case was Dallas. We tried to warn you years ago. But, people, you were asleep. A lot of you were asleep trying to let y'all know, no, no, no. We're not going to go in this direction. We even held a rally downtown City Hall against this. Yes, we were against this. I was against it. And when we find out really what's really happening, 
we are not being educated by others who really should be educating us. We really, as parents, grandparents, guardians, whatever, should be getting some type of communications. What they did some years ago was took away the funds through our trustees who used to could send out uh, memorandums letting us know there will be a board meeting and they could explain to us what's going on. But they, they, they shout cut that, they, they cut that out. All you, <laughs> many of them can do is ask to show up. Ask us. And if you're not interested in the school district, you're not interested in the future of our people. Are we not? Do we think it's just going to float on in our direction? Because, you know, well, God, take care of it. No, he told us to take care of it. We are told to take care of it. We are told what to do and how to do it. Well, we don't know. Well, if you come to meetings, if you come, meet with these people that are in charge, we then can fight back. We've got to really get our heads together in a hurry and find out really what's going on, and then we know how to attack back. Oh, yes, then we'll know how to attack back. And you can reach me, 972-647-1893, 972-647-1893. If you like to speak to this subject, because believe me, they want to make Texas and Florida as the two states that would do away with public education. In Florida, you know, DeSantis is, is, is no earthly good. No earthly good. He is outlawing black fraternities and sororities in colleges in Florida. He's outlawed. Can you imagine those frats, you frats, you saras, are going to be out. They, he wants to de, dispel that because y'all come up with too many black issues, y'all. Too many of y'all go out and get good information to fight back. So he's just going to stop the fraternity of the sorority from doing what it needs to do. Isn't this something? They're fighting on every hand. They've already outlawed the CRT, critical race theory. They've already outlawed those. And they're fighting hard here in Texas. People wake up. Racism is alive and well. It's alive and well. And if we don't do nothing to help ourselves, nobody else is going to help us. We don't stand up for ourselves. Who's going to help us? 
when you have one year over and over again over the years about what's coming down the pike. But it doesn't seem to take hold with a lot of people. A lot of people will speak against those who speak up for you. But at the same time, it will turn around and scream, holler, and cry when they see it happening to their neighbor, knowing full well it's coming their way. See, in order to get things going, you have to nip things in the bud. Stop it right there at the very, very beginning. The very beginning. We need to stop this mess. We need to stop this mess. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. To get what's going on. To forget, to get and stop it. We have so much happening. Even with one of our physicians, Dr. Drevis Edwards. What's happening to him with this insurance powerhouse? This not only happening to him, we found out, we've got news that this is happening to black doctors all over the United States. They're doing this. We are up against something, people. We're up against some things that's just not right. And when people find out they can do certain things and get away with it, when they find out that it's not going to be challenged, then they will do it again and again and again. So they found out certain things that will not be challenged and they will not, will not, will not stop coming because there won't be any resistance to it. 972-647-1893, who do we have, Pierre? Hi, good morning, we have uh, Leon on uh, line one. All righty. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Yes, go right ahead. You know, uh, FDR said it best when he said the biggest fear is fear itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when, you, when an oppressor, uh, aggressor, enemy sees that you're afraid to fight back, he's not going to go to his knees and pray. He's going to attack mm-hmm. more energy. Mm-hmm. And... When you see these uh, states' rights type assaults, yeah. uh, the equity, the diversity and inclusion, CRT, you got woke taking over schools, outlawing fraternities. When you see all these uh, attempts to undermine uh, uh, civil rights uh, uh, progress, and you stand around and you don't do anything, you're going to get what you get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you thank God that somebody like you is out here sounding the alarm to try to make some of these people wake up and stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Because after it's too late, it's too late. 
Yeah. And well, the when the horse get out the gate, it's gone. It's gone. Mm-hmm. And and we are there. The gate is locked right now, but we can see the gate, but nobody's tending to it, right? You know, no, no real care. And the people aren't being motivated to do something for themselves. Right. They sit around and cry after it happens. Mm-hmm. So we have to motivate people, get people on the walls of the city to cry out. Well, you ask, well, we, we, that's what we elect them for. We elect them to speak for us, but they only have power when those who elected that person will stand behind those people. Right. And it, it just will not work the way we're doing. And it's a right. shame these things in 2023 are happening. Who would have mm-hmm. ever dreamed that we would be going this backwards this fast? Who would have dreamed it? Would have. Yeah. Thank you for your call, Leon. Yeah. That clears the line. 972 1893 Hurry up, yeah. Beverly's on line two. Who? Beverly. Beverly? Yes. All right. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I am on top of this world. You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I, I went to, I was looking at the news yesterday. I don't look at 4, 5, 8, and 11 too much anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about our news. How about mm-hmm. they're going to take, they have a publisher in Florida that wrote up uh, the history of, What's her name? Oh, the one that didn't give up her seat. What's her name? Oh, I know the lady you're talking about. It'll come to me in just a second. Just go okay. right ahead. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, anyway, they take they've taken out what she was didn't give up her seat for. That's why I say we don't need them telling us our, our history. Mm-hmm. They 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 taken out the publisher has uh, and they show what he was like. He has taken out what the meaning of her not giving up her speech. This is what Florida's doing now. Well, they're going to teach. I do the the young the young turf. Is that that channel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. T Y T. Mm-hmm. Doctor Rashad. I came. I think that's his name. He's tough. I don't look at. I knew. You know. I learned a long time ago, years back. I knew this racist too. That's why they call it North, East, West, and South. That's what news stand for. And they're always talking about the South. Yeah. Well, it's not Alabama and Mississippi anymore. It's Florida and Texas would be your that's great right. racist states. Yes, sir. And we got a governor here that uh, should be a downright disgrace. Is it's a disgrace. Not it's, not, it's not to them, Pastor. It's not. It's not to them. Have we not realized this yet? We are we are more intelligent than they'll ever be. That's what they they are afraid of losing the power. So they have to do whatever they do to make you diminish where they can still have control. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't approve of Biden. I'm, you know what I said yesterday looking at this? What's yesterday that? evening I said, I'm not voting anymore. Um, until, and I'm going to make it clear to them, I'm not voting anymore until you change for us. If you can do the LGBTQ, whatever they are, 
and and you can't do us. I'm done. I was done when I was in school, and my teacher told me all of that was the the same sex marriage is gonna change all around all over fifty states. I, I I said I don't see that. Not, I was so into religion, I didn't see that coming. And I said, well, I'm gonna see how many preachers stand up. And I said, I'm done. When I went, when I was getting ready to graduate, she said, Beverly, she said, you coming here thinking, saying one thing. Now since you've been here and you've learned these things, what do you think now? I said, they black just like us. I just threw up. I threw up. I, I just threw my hands up. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I, and until they can give us reparations, you see the, the NAACP not giving up the reparations, they held back on that, I'm, I'm done. They well. don't want us to have not anything. Another mm-hmm. thing I thought about, I've been looking at, uh, I look at my shows a lot. On uh, this, I've been looking at the Story Channel. And last week they had on there about the war and the, the they stole the, a lot of coins. And they show where these folks had tunnels going under their house to the next house so people can't see them doing it. And I say, I don't know if I'm right or not, the, the gold's supposed to be hidden in Michigan Lake. I said, whoa, that's why Michigan water is terminated. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'm up against a short break, and I thank you for your call. All right. Have a good one. You close the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We'll be right back. Yeah. What's up? I'm gonna kick it with Lionel. Yellow. All right. All right. We're back. We're back. We're discussing a myriad of things. Things that we want to talk about and there are things you might want to talk about. But you can reach me at 972-647-1893. All right, who do we have here? Imani is on the line one. All right. Good morning, Imani. Good morning, Pastor. Yes. Well, I just want to say, I got to uh, thank you for your we're not voting for our people, you know. We're not. They're just asking for votes. They never do anything for us. We never go to vote. And and the report on I'm a veteran, Army, Navy, honorable, and it was insulting to get that the federal report we got where they've been cheating us all these years. Even after we fight in a war, they still cheat us. Mm-hmm. And we have a report now where they they've been uh, out of our compensations and all of that. They have, <laughs> and so. I'm, I'm like her. I'm not voting just to be voting or voting for a party or nothing like that. If you can't do nothing for me, don't ask me for my vote. It never get it. So I just want to let you know, we have powernomics. It's not just voting to be ignorant anymore. So all you Negroes that invite me to your little gathering, I want you to hear it. You invite me. But I won't. I'm going to be voting for you because I don't see you out there fighting for me. So, Pastor, thanks for taking this call. All righty. Uh, Imani? Yes, sir. If you don't vote, what's the alternative for moving forward? Well, uh, well we have, uh, like I said, it's a lot of us now, about a lot of us, thousands of us. We, our alternative is we're going to do like everybody else. We're going to do what they do in Holland Park, right here in Dallas. We're going to put a gate around our, our area 
and we gonna just gonna take care of one another like they do Hispanics do. Did, like did, did, did we have do we have the money they have in Highland Park? Well, what they're going to have to do, well, we need to realize that people are going to train us and stuff with the money. We said, uh, we have the money. We got $1.3 trillion if you stop spending it with everybody else foolishly and then inappropriate behavior. Do you really believe that's going to stop in our community? Well, we will have to because we, we, we can't keep giving them all every time we get a dime. This is what we're scared of. When we say we want cash, because we get, I bet you, if we get that money tomorrow, every Negro in town going to have a new car, some gold teeth, some t- t- tattoos. So, you know, we, not, we, we, don't, we don't think long term. We think just right now. That's how we believe uh, Dr. Anderson's book. That's how we got stole from Africa. You know, if we were to read this, this do the critical race theory, we like flashy, bling, bling, ching, ching. And what we have to do now is like you doing now with the lawyer, he, he's really educating our people. The doctor, doctor is really educating our people. We need a summit in Dallas, and we need to uh, uh, have a talk about our problem and feed everybody else. Quit taking that North Dallas money, people. I know you take that money, and they're controlling us with that money. So what we have to do now, Pastor, we have to love one another, first of all. Yeah. And that's hard to do. We got so many uh, really lynchings out here, envy, jealousy, distrust. And when we learn, we don't fear it when we love one another. And I, I, I found out something. I do really lynch. I can do the thing on, on stage. One thing to kill fear, and that's the person fear, envy, and distrust, is love. Once you love somebody, you will give your life to that person. And so what I'm doing now, I, I wake up every morning, I know FBI people probably listen to me. I just go in there and I just do what I gotta do. And I do the right thing without fear. And I love my people, I respect you, I respect everybody. I respect the people who's doing it to us. But they don't have to respect me before they get my vote. All righty, we thank you for your call and comment. And close the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Yeah. Uh, we have Joe on the line four. Joe? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Reverend Nett. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. You know, that, that lady's name is trying to think a while ago. That other car was on. That was Rosa Parks she was talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what, what, what's happening along the line of what, some of what she was saying, these textbook companies... They want to sell textbooks. That's how they make their money. The publishers they want to sell books. Mm-hmm. So they are afraid of the, the scientists and people like that. So what they're doing, and the Trumpites, so what they're doing, they're watering it down to go along to sell their books. And with Rosa Park, yeah, they're making some changes. Some of the books that are coming out now, you're going to see things that, like Rosa Park giving up her seat on the bus, well, they used to reference the white guy that wanted to see. They are just going, they are going, and it's, some of this stuff is already out. They are saying that she was asked to switch seats. She was asked to move back to another seat. And otherwise, that was the issue. They've taken the race thing out of it. It's kind of like she was, uh, it was an inconvenience in terms of the seat. Seat yeah. one, she was one, seat three, that type thing. But, uh, so that's what they're doing. When but doesn't that make it more important? For parents, grandparents, great grandparents, uh, 
to tell our children, teach our children the truth? It, 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 exactly. That, that's that's what that's, you segue right into where I was getting ready to go. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a silver lining in the cloud. It, it, it's very clear. Mm-hmm. I have had a problem with some of this uh, Juneteenth and so-called black history when it was used for a lot of buffoonery. Grinning and acting stupid and talking about, you know, putting maybe a lot of emphasis on a slice of watermelon. I, I, I found it uh, quite foolish. This mm-hmm. is going to, for those of us that are serious, to do some serious teaching, take a deep dive into our black history. Stop a lot of this foolishness. The same thing the Jews and whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. You will not find any of the Jews will let you start trying to water the Holocaust down. You'll have a hell of a fight on your hand. They're not going to let you do it. And they are not going to let you come in and mix, mix up the minds of little 12 and 13-year-old Jewish kids, whatever. They won't do it. They won't tolerate it. But they will make sure that they safeguard their history. No one is going to treat your history, uh, well, I put very few, in the way that it should be treated. The oppressor wants you to feel uh, belittled and unworthy. Look at what Trump said. Every country that's headed up by a black slash minority, whatever, it's a it's whole country. Okay, that's what they kind of want you to believe. But we just got to do our due diligence. Mm-hmm. We've got to teach the truth. We got to stop clowning with a red soda water and a slice of watermelon come these historical black days and uh, months or what have you and teach some history. Drop the foolishness and do what we need to do. Each one teach one. Mother, father, and as far as these schools and things, parents, send some good product to school. Your child out there climbing with a $800 cell phone and his highest score was maybe 62, stop that mess and send the teachers some good product to work with. They are underpaid. Well, Joe, 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 Joe. What, what did we get off track at? We did, did well now. When I was growing up, I was taught what Juneteenth was all about and what slavery was all about. Now, these were from old grand people who taught me these things. Where did we get off that we it, got so sophisticated we didn't need to teach that anymore? Uh, it's that the younger mindset. We, we are thirsty now for entertainment. If you look at a lot of these parades, come back here, Shemont. Uh-huh. We really, we really, we want to be entertained. It's too much emphasis on entertaining mm-hmm. uh, the showboating and what have you. Mm-hmm. You look at the Martin Luther King parade, and I've heard you you, you talk about her some other. Oh man, don't! Oh please, 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 don't go there! Oh my God! You, you, you got the you, you, you with these, some of these bands. You got the sexual gyrating and oh the, Lord, how much? Man, that second man, yeah, I think John White Price referred to somebody as a car show. Man, that is much more important stuff to do uh, than showing a lot of cars. And mm-hmm. usually the one that's going to shake their butt and act the biggest fool, they'll put them on the end because the people going to scream and holler and shout. Yeah. It's a mess. We got to stop that mess. We got to get serious and do stuff that has real meaning and historical quality and drop that buffoonery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Well, they said they cut the parade. I'm not sad over that because 
it was nothing but a show of buffoonery, stupidity, and ignorance. That's all that was. That's all the three. We, we, we are thirsty for low-class entertainment. That's what it amounts to. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's how, that's how we got off track. Have a good day, Reminette. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for your calling comments. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, uh, Pierre? We have Malcolm Robinson on the line one. Malcolm Robinson? Yes. The barrister? Yes. All righty. Good morning, barrister. Well, good morning. How are you doing, Reverend Barnett? Fine. I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm calling in to express strong, extremely strong opposition for all persons who are taking a position of not voting. You're all going right. For whatever reason that they feel justified in taking that position. I oppose that position strongly. Yeah. Not, not voting is I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can, can turning in a white flag. Mm-hmm. You, are, you are doing exactly what they want you to do. Mm-hmm. And if this is to some of the callers who have called in, and they justify their reason not voting. Well, just, yeah, they're really voting. They're voting for their enemies when they don't vote. They Well, I try to get people to think. Why is it the Republicans so hard to try every trick in the book to keep us from voting if it didn't really matter? Why are they fighting so hard to keep us from voting? Because they know that if we vote and we participate, that we are winning. We can win. Mm-hmm. And so what they're doing, they're putting together a campaign to frustrate us. Yeah. And we are... Allowing them to begin to win, mm-hmm. and if if we allow them to begin to win, then the issues that we are fighting for, we can't win on. Because if you listen to the voters, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, if you listen to some of the callers, yeah, they 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 don't have solutions. They frustrate. So rather than trying to come up with the best of the, that they can. They're just throwing in the towel. Well, here's, here's what. And like you said, this is what uh, our enemies really want us to do. Exactly. Is to give up. And, and we see, we need to be to the point. We may give out, but we never give up. See, we need to be in a position, but these people... Their mindset is to give up. They're not doing nothing for us. And all oh, those things are ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There are some things that happens, even in the worst of times, that help protect us from certain things and then make them go back and think twice about coming back with other things. It's so much go on in politics, but the weak will give up 
and the weak will say they're not going to vote. And that's just exactly what they, like you say, they want them to do. Hey, that's what they want. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. But we got so many people that wants to be somebody so big. that Don't worry about some of that calling in and don't vote. These people just want to be heard and want to be different, a lot of them. Well, I, I mean, I'm just, uh, there's a lot of callers out there listening. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Both sides of the issue. Mm-hmm. And they are taking notes on the trend of the callers. Uh-huh. And they are taking notes to see that, that, that frustration that's growing. Yeah. And that people are giving up. They feel that they they begin to win when people give up and say they're not going to vote. They're not going to participate. Well, they won. If we get to that point where we don't, we stop voting. They won. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we can't allow that to happen. Because mm-hmm. the argument is on our side. And they know that. They know yes. that we will win the argument. Mm-hmm. And so in order to keep us some continuous fight to win the argument. They're trying to frustrate us. Yeah. And we allow them to do that. Yeah. So I oppose that strongly. I want everybody to know that. All right. We got you. We got you. Thank you for your call. All right. Mm-hmm. Crack the line, 972-647-1893. Who do you have, Pierre? Uh, Mohammed is online, too. Mohammed? All yes. right. Good morning, Mohammed. Uh, good,
But but that's 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 what they want. The powers that be. They don't care how many cars or how many floats or what's going down the street. It can be it can be a thousand of them. As long as we're doing what we're doing in the parade, they don't care how it comes down. They want that parade because they know we'll never move not one inch forward with stuff like that. Yeah, now, now, Dr. Barnett, my little, my little grandson is coming up on the, you know, you know, his father's in another state, but, mm-hmm. and he was going to one of our DISD public schools, and and he come home one afternoon, and he said, Paul, Paul, he said, is it okay to be a homosexual to be gay? I said, hell no, it's not. Mm-hmm. This is in the school district. Now, who, who going to protect our children if we don't protect them? You know? Well, you, 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 our district's, Believe me, they're trying to get rid of public education nationwide. When you shut down in a month, it's just coming in, we've got another month for it to really actually come down. The third largest district in the nation, Houston, is bigger than Chicago, and it's bigger than all Philadelphia, all the rest of these, bigger than Dallas. Well... When you start there and get them, when, they, when, they, when you can knock them down that big, you better watch out. You better yeah. not. Yeah. You be, this you need to be pouting over. Yes. Yeah. And we need to be yeah. getting now, up and going, ready to go to war. Yeah. Now, now, Dr. Barnett, can I leave a number? We, we're reading a book called The Schemes of Satan, The Enemy of Man. And he works to defeat the God conscience. And uh, we we have a think tank, a reading club. We read Tuesdays and Thursday nights and Sundays. So can I leave that number? Give it out for the people if they want to call in and have yeah, input. give it out. The number is four zero one six four eight nine two two two. Again, 401-648-9222. And that's Tuesdays at six. Tuesdays at 6 p.m., Thursdays at 6 p.m., and Sundays at 10 a.m. Anyone is welcome to call in. It's not an argument match. It's not nobody fighting. We're we getting some the type of knowledge, the, the nutrients that we need to free our own thinking and take control of our own life on this planet Earth. That's, that's very good. But the best book in the world to do that, where all everything you mentioned is explained in detail, but when things aren't it re, is misinterpreted uh, <coughs> and the readers have no knowledge, it just doesn't seem to take hold. <coughs> and, the, and, the, and the Bible is the best book in the world to do that, to learn that from. Now, I'm glad you brought it up. We're breaking down the Old and New Testament. Mm-hmm. It's cheap. Before... The Bible, the scripture that was given, uh, the scripture that was given out in in the early early uh, uh, days was was called the Psalms of David, the books of David. We call them the Psalms of David. <coughs> then we had the scrolls of Ibrahim. Ibrahim, those scrolls that Ibrahim, our father, the father of the human race, black, white, pink, purple, blue. Abraham, the father. 
the spiritual father of the human race. It's mentioned in the Bible. So we're, we're discussing the Bible as well as the Quran. The Quran came and confirmed every word that's in the Bible. And I've been reading the Bible since I was five years old, Pastor Dr. Barnett. Mm-hmm. You know, I, did you really? Did was it really talk to you correctly? Yes. Well, sir. Yes, uh, it has to be taught correctly, but that's correct. <coughs> that's by biblical that's scholars. You know, we was coming up, like I say, uh, we had a Seven Day Adventist church over on Houseville Avenue. Yeah, I'm completely out of time. I didn't realize that I ran past, ran past that. Uh, no, thank you for your call and coming, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's, I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. All right, we're back. We're back, and you can reach me at 972-647-1893. All right, who we have next for you? H is on line three. All right, bring him on. Good morning, Ike. Hello? Can you hear me? Now I can. Go right ahead. Hello? Hello? Go right ahead. I can hear you. Oh, I'm so glad you're talking about uh, the BISD and the school system all over the world. I mean, all over America. Because uh, charter schools are taking over, and we've been fighting them for years. Mm-hmm. And, and like you tried to explain to the audience earlier, Mike Moraf was the author mm-hmm. in the takeover of ISD. Right. And what we have to understand is, even on DIS, the Board of Trustees, they have already planted so many different trustees that work for the charter school industry. Mm-hmm. And some of these elections that are being ran are being funded by charter school money or the charter school backers. Mm-hmm. They, got a, they, got a, they got a school they call them Barnett called Leadership ISD. When they send these people to school on these boards to learn how to make decisions that they should have already known how to make decisions in your favor when you elected them. But they will send these people to school to make decisions based on what their agenda are, not the people that voted for them. Now, when we look at charter schools and they're using the same playbook that they always have used against black folks, divide and conquer. And by that I mean, when you look at schools, look at, look at Faith Family School. Faith Family was a failing school just like some of the black charter schools in Dallas that they shut down. Mm-hmm. Faith Family is not operating on a Dallas charter. It's operating on a Walter Hatchett charter. But to destroy and to discourage our kids in DISD, they let Faith Family. Now, Faith Family won the state championship three years in a row. But they can recruit out of 16 districts. But what school do they really hurt the most, those boys, would really be going to if it wasn't Faith Family? Carter would be going. That's that's Carter's team. That that they are... they Robin Carter. It's not on the Carter's team. It's, it's all over. They recruit out of 16 districts. Carter cannot recruit out of 16 districts. 
Carter well, King this year. Well, no, that's because our board will not do what's right. You could open the whole district, the whole Dallas Independent School District, make it, give children an opportunity to select the school they want to go to, then you could cure that. You have to be creative-minded and outthink these well, people. But is it the board or is it the UIL, Reverend Barnett? No, it's, no, 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 it's not. It's Dallas Independent School District can vote and make Dallas a successful district by opening all schools to all schools to any of the children Dallas, that want to go. Barnett, Dallas is open enrollment. They do have open enrollment. When did they get it? When did they get it? They cannot pull kids out of 16 districts. That's what I'm saying. They can only <clears throat> open enrollment. Dallas don't have open open enrollment? Dallas got a lot of campuses that's got open enrollment. No, no. It has to be done. It has to be done district-wide. And this is how they're getting us. We have to make sure... We truly know what's going on. I saw this happen way back in 1968 when they got the children out of uh, Roosevelt High School and sent them to South Oak Cliff. They, Roosevelt was going to win the state championship in, in high school football, but it's his first year of integration. But they tore up that team and sent a lot of the stars that Sock ended up having from Roosevelt to South Oak Cliff because South Oak Cliff still was predominantly white and had a white coach and and Roosevelt had a black coach, Coach Holly, the legendary Coach Holly. And he was going to win the state. I saw these things. They went all through alleys and everything. Redrew, redrew, redrew districts. They didn't make the things well, in the What I'm trying to say is Dallas has open enrollment in some of their campuses where you can... In some of their campuses? You can go to other schools in DISD. In some of their campuses, I'm talking about making the whole district. But yes, sir. You still gonna have to only recruit out of DISD district. Say family needs charter schools. No, here's what. No, no, I'm not talking about you. Uh, missing what I'm talking. They could recruit out of Duncanville, DeSoto, Cedar Hill, all of them. Open it up for all of them. See, when you really look at what's going on in sports, Oak Cliff rules the nation. Those five schools, all those schools that won, those were all uh, uh, students right. that their parents went to Kimball, Carter, South Oak Cliff. Right. So they they all are borrowed from Dallas. They all borrowed from Dallas, but the open enrollment has to be. It has to be there. It has Red to be there. Mm -hmm. In open enrollment, you still can only recruit out of DISD. That's what I'm trying to get you to That's not open enrollment if you can't uh, re, uh, recruit out of other schools. That's not open but enrollment. That, but it's, you got to look at what the UIL is doing, Reverend Barnett. The UIL don't control that. Oh, my God, Reverend Barnett. Oh, my God, well, nothing. UIL don't control that. You don't, yeah, don't, they, no, they don't control that. You have to understand how it's run. I've dealt with it for years. I'm not a Johnny-come-lately on this stuff. I understand. 
understand what you're saying, Reverend Barnett, but I'm telling you that the other schools cannot recruit at the same level as Faith Family can. Other Faith Family is a charter school. They take right. any, anything the there. This is what we've been warning people about. Uh, these charter schools are here, and Mike Moraff is behind all this mess. Right. And uh, he wants to destroy the public school system but with these charter schools. And our people is not educated enough to realize and see really what's going on. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I got I got to run. All right. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who's next? MC is on the line, too. Good morning. You don't care who Morning, Brian. Friend, how are you? All right, I got. I want to ask you pretty quick. Why? I mean, I understand you saying something about voting. About voting. Mm-hmm. My thing is this: Why? Why did Joe Biden sign into law to protect the Chinese people, but then protect the Black African American people? That that that's a question. We we going in voting, but we not being protected by anything. We still well, have out here, but we're not being protected. How old are you? And then how are we going to try to get restoration? How, how old are you? I'm a Generation X baby. How old are you? Generation, I'm, 50, I'm 51. You're 51 years old. So you don't remember pre-civil rights, do you? No. You're not old enough. You see, we have to understand and teach young people 51 is young to me we have to understand how difficult things were during the time before pre-civil rights now civil rights was supposed to cover some of the things that they break the law and don't and don't and don't use the civil rights to fight that and what is happening here he gave the Chinese uh, one stroke to protect them. Well, the Chinese is a culturally cohesive people that will stand up against them. Now, there's many of them quite yet in the United States as black people, but they know that if they, enough of them join in here in America, if enough join in here in America, they will be able to become a force even in numbers. We have to watch that. And see, the Democrats always play up to other groups, hoping that when they become citizens, they'll be Democrats. It's not happening. It's not happening. And I I hear and I feel your argument that uh, they're doing things for people that's just got here. Now, the Chinese was to say, well, we built the railroads all the way to the Pacific Ocean. Well, they did, but the ground that they built on and everything, it had been helped to be settled by black people. Black people will built this country, not the Chinese. All right. Yes. Well, thank you, you understand what you're saying? I want to know that. All right. Yes, thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Thank mm-hmm. you. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Uh, we have Joyce on the line three. All righty. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. This is Trustee Joyce Foreman. Mm-hmm. 
Good morning. And I was listening to the conversation that you and Ike seen, well, the, the overall conversation about what's going on in our schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, of course, I'm certainly troubled about a lot of the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. But I, I first want to address the issue of uh, the charter schools and uh, their ability to recruit where Dallas ISD cannot recruit. Uh, because mm-hmm. I think there is some misunderstanding. Dallas ISD is open enrollment, inter and intra enrollment. So they can enroll outside of the district and they can enroll inside of the district. So we're completely open enrollment. And that's been about four years. Um, I pushed the superintendent, Ina Hosa, to do open enrollment. So we are completely open enrollment, all of our campuses. The, the problem is, as Ike was explaining, is is that when you start talking about athletics, UIL plays a really important role. I just sat in a hearing for four young men, well, actually it was five uh, young men who were basketball players, and we were accused of recruiting outside of our district. So UIL does play a role. Uh, and so I think we have to really have that clear understanding. We don't have the power that the um, charter schools have in terms of recruiting. They can recruit from anywhere. Well, we have, nobody's disagreeing that, uh, Trustee Foreman. Nobody's disagreeing that. But well, w- what things... That, huh? That UIL didn't have anything to do with recruiting. Well... In a sense of uh, personal getting one kid from one school to another, they don't they don't enter into that. Yes, they will yes, they, they will do. let I you know if do. one is, is eligible. But I just said in the hearings about eligibility, and that is UIL. That's not the district. That's not and what I, I mean. I just wanted to clarify that part because I want people to understand that we don't have the same powers that the charter schools have in terms of... I've said that for years. You are absolutely correct that many of the students in DeSoto and Duncanville, their families are from the Oak Cliff area. That is absolutely correct. But uh, we can't, from a recruiting standpoint, we cannot go out there and recruit them to play a sport. We have you said that's open enrollment when you can't do certain things. Mm-hmm. Are you are you saying that's open enrollment when you can't do certain things? It is, yes, it is open enrollment. So what what open enrollment means is that children can come from anywhere to the school, but then when you start talking about athletics, there are UIL policies that have to be followed. But, I had to fight for five young men to stay on a team because there had been um, someone filed against them to say that they were recruited and they were outside of the Dallas ISD. So so it is clearly open enrollment. It's clearly... Is that clear open enrollment when you got to fight to get somebody in? That is is what the... Now, come on, quit, quit stumbling. Come on, come on, Tim. Is that clear enrollment when you got to fight to get somebody into the district? No, it's not. 
not to fight to get somebody into the district. You are you are combining athletics. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not truly open enrollment. When you put any stipulation on it, if a per, it's a child is of age and got different things, they wait a minute. I listen to you. Listen to me. Now, I know as much about this as you'll ever know, and you own the board. Now, let's get this daggum thing straight. I worked with the school district for over forty years. Now, when we get to going now, when we get to going to things like that, we when there are stipulations, it's not open. There are stipulations that will allow certain things, but they really they really control certain things. Now, when it comes to that, what you were talking about, the UIL, the UIL can do certain things and there are certain things they're not going to do. I'm sorry. I'm completely out of time. I got to go. Thank you for your call and comment. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'll call back. Thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Yeah. You're listening to KNON 89.3 FM in Dallas and Fort Worth, the voice of the people. What's wrong with us? Her nation's moral compass, I mean... I don't like being a downer, just focusing on wrongs, but some wrongs stand out as morally abominable, such as this one. It's about hundreds of thousands of our low-income elders who, toward the end of life, when frail and most vulnerable, find themselves cast into a part of the Medicaid system that has been deliberately structured by Congress to subject them to needless deprivations and daily indignities. These are our loved ones with serious health problems who need long-term care in nursing homes and two-thirds of them rely on Medicaid to cover their costs. To get this benefit, they surrender all of their income, which goes to defray their nursing home expenses. Of course, for a decent existence beyond mere survival, we all rely on a few little things that are basic to our humanity. So Medicare authorizes each state to set a monthly, quote, personal needs allowance so their elderly patients can cover their hygiene and grooming products, a book or CD, a small gifts for grandchildren, a chocolate bar, etc. Good, but then Mr. Menji walked in. In 1987, Congress set the minimum for this allowance at a meager $30 a month, under $8 a week. Congress has not raised it in the 36 years since, and most states still provide only a pittance, despite inflation and monopoly price gouging on practically everything. So our state and national leaders who freely dole out massive corporate subsidies and tax giveaways to billionaires are leaving ill seniors with so little spending money that they must ration their toothpaste and scrimp pennies to buy a rare treat from the vending machine. This is Jim Hightower saying, I know this is small in the global scale of human indignities, but that makes it an even bigger moral failure for our society. It would take so little to do so much for so many. The views and opinions that are expressed during this program are those of the DJs, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of KNON Radio or Agape Broadcasting Foundation. Yo, what's up? It's, I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. It's, Yo, Slim, can I kick it right it's, here? It's, here we go. It's, 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 well, it's time to make that change. All right, we are back. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. All righty, who do we have? 
So we have a Faye and a line three. Faye? Yes. All righty. I put on. Good morning, Faye. Faye? Okay? Yes, I'm fine. Uh huh. Go right ahead. The educational system and Dallas ISD, and I am an educator. Uh, I think really the issue is parents just being actively engaged and involved in what's going on within the district. You know, the district gives you a lot of stuff that they, oh, we do this, we do that, we do this. But, you know, a lot of stuff behind the scenes you don't see, you know. The education uh, of your kids is our responsibility. Uh, to be honest with you, as an educator, what I'm seeing is that we're just passing them along. You know, we don't care if they can read or write, and, and it's throughout the district. Where no matter where you go, you're going to see the same stuff. And and then we're and we say, oh, we're passing the star. Well, you know, that's the last, that's the lowest form of measurement. But our kids, not, you know, used to be. We couldn't go to Old Miss. We couldn't go to certain colleges. Uh, now you, you, they can't go. If they go, they can't stay. And it's because the educational levels are so low. Are you saying we? Now we have some, We have social promotion in Dallas. Yes, by all means. So, in other words, I even though they don't qualify to go to the next grade, they just to get rid of them. They just pass them on. Yeah, because we have we have all these programs, the reconnect. Uh, we have this program, that program. So, like, they can fail your class all semester. They'll pull them out, put them in this class, so they can go ahead and and, and pass to the next grade. Uh, so the, you know, the the focus is we just want them to we want them to move forward. So, and then the other part of it is, you know, if you read the bylaws of the district, what we have to do is tell a student. Is ridiculous. You have to notify the parent. You have to give a kid a chance to make up the word. Uh, you know, we, we're not supposed to give them a, a, a zero. We're supposed to give them a fifty. And and so so it, so most of those teachers, what they say, you know, I'm not doing all of that. And I'm just being real. They just what they're gonna do is they just gonna allow the students to pass because it's harder to fail. If I if I fail a student. I'm not going to hear from that parent. If I take that student's phone, I'm going to hear from that parent the next two hours. But because it, so the so the problem is we have is a, is a, and you can and you can see it if we if we were keeping data on students who when they left there where did they go and the college rates and all that stuff mm-hmm. is very low. It's very low because they go they can't stay. They can't. They can't stay. Now I'm not talking about all schools. There's some really good schools within the district. There's some really good students within the district. Who, who are some of the good schools in the district? Well, um, uh, great schools in the district. Great schools. You know, a few uh, town town is one of the best. But you know, like you were talking about open campuses, a lot of those students. Uh, some of those students don't even come within the district. A lot of those mm-hmm. students come from outside the district. Oh, yeah. They, they, they sneak them in. They did the same thing with Skyline when it first opened back then in 72. Did the same thing. Right. Yeah. And also, you have Booker T, which is a great school. But again, they were saying almost 60% of those kids come from outside the district. That's right. So, so, so a lot of the problems that we're having is the spots that we're supposed to have 
for the kids they're being taken by other people. But also we have the P Tech program. The P Tech programs almost every dis every school in the district has high school has those now. And I know people that are working in the P Tech program, they having problems getting the kids to even get through those programs because they have to pass T S I. Uh they can't pass the test. If you can't pass the T S I, even if you in the program you can't go but to certain classes, and after a certain time, they won't let you, they, they have to filter them out. So you have 200 kids, and we're giving them all kinds of support, mm-hmm. and about you're losing about half of those students before graduation because they can't do the basic, and we talk about TSI, basic measurements and standards, and our kids can't do those things. And we, we keep saying, oh, we're doing great. Yeah, you are. You graduating 90% of your kids. Uh-huh. Where are they at? What yeah. are they doing? But are they on the freshman point. level in college? Right, but, they, but they're, not, they're not freshmen. They're really, and then when we talk about the pandemic, you know, we got, we got uh, 9th and 10th graders that act like, that act like 6th graders because they miss so much school and know so much that it's, it's you know, it's ridiculous. This is my last year. I, I, I can't do it no more. Because the teachers like us, the older school teachers, they mm-hmm. don't want us. They want us. I sure hate to see you old experience, older experience uh, teachers leave. That's what leave. that's what we need for several different reasons. Not only your wisdom, but your moral character need to be uh, displayed in our school district because certain things have, is, is going down. And it begins really in the home. And now the teachers, y'all get those kids. Y'all see the average kid in DISD around what, six years old for when y'all first see them. Uh, no, no, they come in at they come in at three years old. In DISD, yeah, yeah, that pre-K, yeah. Pre-K. Mm-hmm. But they 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 there are some things that really shouldn't be in a school district that's going to have some dignity in class. But until the parents wake up and start fighting certain things, they will not, they will not advance uh, uh, on the level that you had talked about where they should be. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Here's the line, 972-647-1893. All righty. Who do we have? Uh, Miss Jones is online too. Miss Jones? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Miss Jones. Good morning, Reverend Burnett. Uh, good morning. Comment. Yes. My grandson is on the Garland Independent School District. Uh huh. And when IL Texas first opened up in Garland, he went. Mm hmm. Okay. They do not want children at those charter schools that have behavior problems. No, they don't. And they will tell the principal, will tell you quick, take this child and take him to a <coughs> So they hopping on these charter schools, but the charter school will not help our children that have motor skill problems. They'll but, tolerate them for a little bit, and then they'll tell you to take them out. This school is not for your child. Well, what would happen if we destroy the public school system and they're doing that in the private school. Where would our kids get an education? 
I don't know, but these charter schools, you better watch them. They do not like kids with issues or problems. They don't want them at their school because they isolate them. They, ain't got, they told us they don't have time for students like this. Mm-hmm. No. So what do you do with your little child? Well, if you can't send them to public they schools. Watch these charter schools. Yeah, but what we need to do is fight against charter schools. Yeah. Cut them out. Go yeah. back to public school district. That's all the charter school district, uh, the guy, Mike Moran, all of them. What they want to do is turn America into a charter system and make those billions of dollars. That's right. Billions well, of it, dollars. Say it's to 1030, you're, 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 you're present for the whole day. They don't care. You can pull your child out and they can leave. As long as they there to 1030, they county present and they can get that money. Yeah, yeah. And see, the thing about it, who they really want to ostracize in this whole thing. Is, little black is, boys. Look, thank you, ma'am. Little black males. They are hard on the, our little black boy. They want to put them in juvie yep. before they can get out the eighth grade. That's right, that's right. They're hard on our black males. With these schools, because they are calling cops on. And other kids get in trouble all week. He just had a bad day. Well, our kids going to have a bad day, too. Yeah. Oh, well, see, they, they, they just want the black, who they want to destroy they wanna in this country is the black male. They want to keep him uneducated. Mm-hmm. Keep us ignorant, doing stupid things, working against ourselves, voting against ourselves, or yeah. don't vote. We, we do. If you throw... Uh, a strong enough piece of diamond eye in, in the middle of the crowd, it will do some great destruction. And they're doing that. They're doing it. Let me it. tell you what it's doing. It's messing our little black boys up because they figure they nothing or nobody. Yeah. Nobody takes time with them. But it starts at home. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But these, some of these school teachers are crippling our black young men and they'll never get past it. They'll set up to tell them in the classroom, you can't read in front of the whole class. That's not a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're destroying them mentally. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They really, they really, this whole country, if you look at everything set up in this cold country, is out here to destroy the black male because if you destroy the black male, you have just destroyed the race. Yes. Believe me. You better watch these charter schools. They got a, a dark side to them. Yeah. Oh, Lord, yes. Oh, yes. They got a dark really been against our Benny ever since they come up with the idea. I heard this years ago. Said, no, this ain't no good. This is going to, what it'll do is fix it where they don't have to take the children that stay right down the street for them, but they can cherry pick, hand pick the ones they want and the others. And, and they take their money. See, here's the problem they get their money from the same the same fountain, the same barrel out of the public school money. They're, see, they're not private schools. They're actually public schools because they get their money from the public school fund. Yes. But they get enough of it out of that, there will be no more money left for public schools. The, the charters will have taken it all. So, yeah, because they said they can give them a voucher, and wherever that child goes, they can take their voucher from the public school with them, and they push them for the charter school. But do you know who supports a lot of the charter schools? Asians. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. When those dignitaries come to these charter schools, I, I was very watchful at this school. Mm -hmm. There'd be a group of Asians. Mm -hmm. They are. They are. So we better watch it.
Watch it closely. It starts after they charter schools. You better watch it. Put mm -hmm. your kids in them schools. Mm -hmm. All righty. I thank Appreciate you. For, you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your call. It clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do you have, Pierre? We have Mrs. Johnson on line two. Mrs. Johnson? Oh, no, no, sorry. She, she hung up. We have uh, Robert on line one. Robert on line one? Yes. All right. Good morning, Robert. I've been listening to you for more than 30 years, and, and, and you have warned our people over and over and over again, mm -hmm. and I don't see no action out of our people, no action to make changes. I mean, economically, we face an economic embargo. I mean, what they're doing in the schools. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and, and Reverend, I mean, we're, we're, we're handicapped. We're doing nothing. But here's a question. These, we got churches on every other corner in the city of Dallas. <coughs> what is their role? What is their role? Well, their role, primary role, is to bring true spirituality to the people, to the nation, whatever. Bring, teach them about Jesus and teach them what a great conqueror, what a great liberator, that he said he was, and he is, and teach them how to stand tall and not take down. And uh, that, that, is the, that is the main purpose. But those are the things that are not being taught in most churches. Uh, you're taught from Eurocentric theology to be humble, yes. turn the other cheek, uh, uh, love your enemy, these are the things that are pressed most in the black church. But if you know anything about whites and been around them, and I've been around them, been in their schools, their seminaries, and they would tell their people, you're more than conquerors right. than well, those. They could, right. They could on, on maybe the weekdays that they could talk about what you're talking about right now on the radio I mean, is, is, is that supposed to be off-limits, dealing with the problems that affect us every day and the conspiracies that we're going through? Should, 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 should that be taught anytime at any of these churches that, that's on every other corner in our community? Well, Robert, I'll be honest with you. People have to want certain things. People have to desire certain things. And when they're not knowledgeable of these things, they will not ask for them because they don't know any better. They want to jump on the train and in a few years, they, they're experts and everything and don't really know the historicity behind the whole situation because if, we, if black people only knew the historicity, I'm not saying the Bible, but behind things that have been tampered with in the Bible. It's, it's true, but the interpretation of it, how it was done, black people would wake up and realize, God is talking about me. That person that did that and said that and performed that great miracle and all of these, they, those were our ancestors. We as a people would 
we begin to realize and our self-esteem would build. It should be built in churches, but in, in reality, it subliminally lowers our self-esteem. What, 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 what solutions are we solving? I tell you what, uh, Robert, we'll put you on hold. We'll put you on hold. Okay. And, uh, 972-647-1893 is the number you can reach me. We got, we're up against a short break, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'ma kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right now? Here we go. All right, we're back. All righty. Robert, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. What solution, Brev, that, that you feel that we are, we are solving with the problems that we have faced in this city. I mean, you know, when you talk about voting, we don't vote. You know, I mean, it's, 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 we don't vote economically. Uh, we don't own, we own very little in the city. We consumers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I've talked about that we, for years. All consumers right. and non-producers, you know, yeah. You have discussed everything, every, all the problems that we are faced with right now has been discussed on your radio program for years, over and over and over again. But what is the action of the people from the messages that you have brought, the guests that you've had on your show? Robert, let, let me hope that's Somebody has been helped over the years. Okay. Somebody's eyes have been opened. But, but the majority, the majority of the people. I mean, we still face with the economic embargo, gentrification, crime, drugs in our community. We still all these issues. We don't vote. You understand? Know uh, you know, you got the mayor. He didn't even have anyone to run against him, and you know, we we just. And we got 60,000 some our districts and 60,000 registered voters, 3,800 votes. You know, economically, we're in trouble. You know, we don't own, we own very little. We own no hotels and no shopping centers and mm-hmm. stuff. We're just consumers, just like they want us. Mm-hmm. They want us divided like we are. Mm-hmm. And we are divided. Well, see, that and, you just answered your own question. Right. The reason why we are in the situation we're in, we're not together. Right. You answered your own question right. now. You answered your but, own but, but question, right? But you mentioned, but you mentioned about what these churches are supposed to be about. If they're about God and teaching the Word of God, and they own every other corner, what is the problem? Because it's well, God. Well, I hate to question any man a woman, any of them, on the reason why they're preaching. Why are you preaching? Preaching for the status? Preaching for the money? Because many are preaching does not go into the depths and truly learn the Bible. They say, it says this and that. It says a lot of things. But you need to really find out the whole history is divine, what is said. And then you probably will come up with a much different interpretation of that scripture. So how do you get the right to put a church on a corner? How do you get the rights to do that? Well, like anything else, I guess. We build a house or Whatever. <laughs> the same thing. They don't want churches now. They're hard. The city of Dallas is hard on churches. 
They're hard on churches because churches don't pay don't don't pay taxes. They yeah. Well, I, I don't think so. I'm gonna tell you why. Because if everybody went to church, it wouldn't be enough churches. You always have to look at it like that. If everybody went to church, <clears throat> it wouldn't be enough churches. Right. That's still room for, you know, the laborers are still few. But and when you come out of churches, you're supposed the, to be able to deal with the problems that, that, that you're talking about, that you talk about every week on your show, and what you're talking about today. We should have better results in, in, in dealing with these issues. Well, l- 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 listen how people think. White man tell you, look, you got this freedom here. Do anything you want. And then, after he tell you that, but he put some stipulations in there, then you're not really free. You're not free to do what you want. Understand right. that. Right. You understand what I'm saying? They put stipulations on things that really cause them to really falter and think they're free when they're not. See? And this we're is being, we're being cheated. We've been cheated by society, you know, in this in this city here. You know, you look at our community. You go to the other parts of the city, and there's development and growth and development, and and new shopping centers and just stuff just growing and new apartments, new homes. And you look at our community and blighted. Well, look, uh, we, we we have, we have some politicians are fighting for all that. Is fighting to make sure that uh, we get our fair share of the budget. Uh, I listened to uh, Miss Carolyn Arnold. She right. she fights. Come on out, see how this budget's gonna spend. Be spent. She be telling us to come and make sure we get we get our portion. But do we go? No. No, we don't. No, we don't. You see, we elect people, then run off and leave them. We need to elect people and stand behind them if they're right. Now, if they're wrong, and if they're wrong, no, you don't stand behind that. How many? How many do we have? <clears throat> how many sincere politicians that we have, like Carolyn Arnold? How many? All of Dallas. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you said black politicians? Any. Any. Well, I tell you, young man, that's, that's really you could get to, he would be a good one. Uh, the young man, uh, oh, his, his daddy was, was a homeless preacher, his granddaddy. Uh, get him. He listens now, whether you make a mistake or not is because you haven't talked to him. He'll listen to you. And he'll talk with you. And he really will. He will make some moves. Good young man. I mean, is good, he a, is good he a young. house person or state representative? Uh, he, he's a school board member. School board member. He'll listen to you. He'll listen right. to you. And there are some that will, but too many of our people want to make 
I elected officials uh, movie stars, rock stars, instead of really people that should be out there working for us. That's the problem. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. But, Reverend, just to, to compliment you on more than 30 years, I mean, I've been listening to you, and I mean... Robert, you've been listening to me for, for 40 years. <laughs> I ain't going to do away with them, them 10. And you, and you ain't never bit, you ain't never bit your tongue. No. You ain't accept no money from these, 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 these folks that would like for you not to say the things that you say. There's a lot of them. And, uh, right. You know, so, you know, and, and you've stood strong with, with your belief. Because they definitely would, would pay you to not say the things that you've said uh, or do the things that you've done in this city. Well, here's the thing. If you just tell the truth, you don't have to worry about whether you're appeasing anybody or whether right or wrong. If you, if you just tell the truth and keep going. That's all I can do. I don't ever have to go back and retract myself because I'm gonna tell the truth about the situation. Yes. Well, we got to. I mean, you got because reality. Well, yeah, but you reality. you've been standing on the walls of this city for years too, boy. Yeah. I used to pass by your business there on Harwood. Man, couldn't hardly see your building for all your signs hanging off that fence, telling them about these banks and different corporations, different things that are happening. You t you put it out there with the general public. But, but, but we, don't, we still, we, we don't, we had protests in these banks. We still go in these banks and they turn us down. They don't make loans to black folks. Yeah. Uh, our community is still blighted. Uh, when you have Chase and Bank of America in our community and, yeah. and have not made any mortgage loans in our community. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in, in, in Channel 8 did that, that banking below I-30. Yeah. And we did not respond. They they prosecuted these banks and we mm -hmm. were jury and we let these banks off. Yeah. Black That's folks, sad. That's sad. Up. If you want changes, you're going to have to wake up and you're going to stand up. All right. And, Reverend, I appreciate you, Reverend. I appreciate you. Thank you. you. Uh, I, I thank you. I got a line full of callers. We got to, thank you, we got to move. But I thank you, Robert. Yeah. All right. 972-647-1893. That number is clear. All right. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, Caroline Arnold on line four. All right. Mayor Pro Tim, Caroline Arnold is on line four. Yes. All righty. Good morning, uh, Mayor Pro Tim. Good morning. I'm running a little bit behind today. Okay. I did hear uh, Deacon uh, Petrie speak on the ministry that you've been giving us for the last 40 plus years. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know I could give a testament to that. But I also want to just say thank you for allowing us once again. I know we could have to continue to say thank you for giving us an opportunity to give such valuable information. And you know what? One more thing. I love for people to call in and disagree with me. I love it. I don't yeah. care because it makes me think even deeper. I have to go back and reach back and get get some more of things that have happened in this city and just things that uh, you know you when you're right. You know when you're right and others, right. others mean well, but sometimes they're wrong. I find out. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. I'll go back. I've had to do that. Go back 30, 35 years ago. Yeah, I had to. I said some things. I was younger, and when right. you, when you're right. younger, you don't have sense enough to know you're not supposed to say certain things. 
Well, well, yeah. It's a learning it's a learning cycle for yes. all of us. And that's what experience with, with, with age comes wisdom and experience. And that's mm-hmm. what folks have to understand. All of us have gone through this cycle. And so what's good about it that at least the folks who uh, are listening, if they don't disagree, at least they are are interested enough to call They're interested enough to call. And right, uh, make right, right. their make their thoughts known, and, and I can admire a person that because uh, I can't admire a person that don't call, don't know, no more, won't say nothing. You don't know if they know anything or not. So it's easy to deal with people that that even if they got it wrong, you can deal with them. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But so what I want to call in and just share with you because I came in here a little bit late. We are interested in entering, entering a very important part of our calendar with the city. And I need folks to really stay tuned to your station. Call us if they have questions at 214-670-0780. We are preparing our budget uh, in the city. So we'll probably have more than a billion dollars uh, plus budget. We'll just have to uh, see what all the programs come into this year, but we know we we want to hear from the community. We just uh, staged uh, mm-hmm. three mini sessions within the last month, but we'll be pushing out, mm-hmm. and all council members have done that. Mm-hmm. But we will pushing, I'll be pushing out more information through our recreation centers, through right. our churches. We mm-hmm. need constituents to come to the budget meeting or call and give us an idea of what they would like to see in the budget. What happens mm-hmm. when we don't hear from certain communities, some of their recreation centers will close, the pools will close, streets are not done, so mm-hmm. we need to hear from them. Now, also, well, now, uh, uh, when our budget comes in, in, in June, when we come back in July, uh, August, we're going to start working on that budget. May I approach him? I want, to, I want you to say that again. What you just talked about. When you're inviting people out to that to let them know what's going on and hear what they got to say and what they need, uh, I'm going to say that again because people talk, where are those people doing this and that? I know what you do. I'm one of your cons- direct constituents. And I know what you do in our, in our district and everything, what you serve. You give everybody a chance to let you know what you need to be doing. You do that. That's correct. That's correct. And so what's happening, and what I found, is that I'm getting more support during the 11 to 1 o'clock hour with seniors who come through the recreation centers to mm-hmm. respond, and they're giving us information, and we're working hard to, to tally up those needs. And mm-hmm. so we're going to continue to blast out. We do a weekly uh, email blast. We do... Uh, web page with our home, uh, next door neighbor. We do a district board page, and most council members do that. And so it's just about people taking the initiative mm-hmm. to read and call. Mm-hmm. So right now, with the budget, even though the budget can't speak to the major projects that we're going to catch up in the bond, you can have a chance right now. We're fi- we're working on what we call the equity doctrine where we're pushing for equity to our historically underserved communities, and that is District 4 in particular. And so there are others, yes, there's District 7 with South Dallas with with, uh, with, with uh, Mr. Balvador. You have District 8 with Mr. Tanel Atkins. 
Mm-hmm. But we, but District Four is one of those that need you us to come out to say, listen, it's our time. We need. We already have streets that we've completed. We have alleys that we've completed. Mm-hmm. But equity is different from equality. Right. So I'm trying to push the needle so that we get a little bit more to mm-hmm. take care of our community. So yes. this is the time now to begin emailing us what your needs are. And I will share with you also, there are some calls we get when constituents don't really understand the process, for example, with, uh, with their infrastructure, piping, uh, sewer lines. Sometimes, you know, they'll call and all heated up, and sometimes mm-hmm. that's a neglect on their part, and we can't put in your product uh, repaired. So it's good for folks to call in. Some of them, yes, sometimes don't understand, but our role is to explain. Mm-hmm. But our job is to do make sure that the water lines are, are, are straight, make mm-hmm. sure you're straight, out the streets, alleys, home repair money we put out here. I put out a special, most of us council members have, we received a million dollars from ARPA funds, mm-hmm. which is a little bit different. It, it comes out of our, it's going to hit our budget in a different way because that's a, it's a complement to the budget. So I'm yeah. putting in money in zip codes such as 75216 and 41, Mm-hmm. And we want to see more of that, but folks have to call in to say, this is what we want. Yes, sometimes we put money out and the application period runs out and you don't get selected. Then we, I need to hear from you, and I'm sure every council member will, to see what's going on, when is the next round, possibly what happened at this round. Mm-hmm. But there are ways that we can help. So the bond, the, the budget, we begin working on officially uh, in August, when we come together, begin that tussle of who gets what and which categories. But the input is right now. Mm-hmm. So email us, email your council members. Of course, everyone is in District 4 is welcome to email me as well. But let's come with the spirit of how we can get solutions, not uh, the attitude of y'all ain't doing nothing. But we're trying to move the needle forward. Yeah. Now, on the same hand, we are all, every council member, let me be clear. Every council member is selecting, I believe, up to six people to be on the 2024 bond committee. Mm-hmm. That also is very important because the budget is what we normally get through our yearly uh, allocations with right. voting, with money that comes from, you know, the sales tax. It mm-hmm. comes from a lot of different line items. Mm-hmm. So we are spending that, but on a day-to-day the bond is more or less as simple as put as a uh, loan where we're going to spend big money on big ticket items yes. that we end up paying for. So on this item, on the bond mm. now, the 2024 20, bond, I think we're pushing, I believe it's about a $3 billion. But on that list, we are pushing for people who understand the advocacy around right. housing, street, parks. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing right now. Every council member is pushing, but I'm pushing for improvements at Keith Park with that expansion of that recreation center. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing. I've already put money down in Eloise Lundy. We have Bonneview Park. I'm having to make decisions on the District 4 side of Glendale mm-hmm. Park. Uh, we keep talking about a crossover, how we can cross over from one side of the park of Glendale, which is District 3, another half is District 4. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, if streets housing, infrastructure, environment, which is very key here in District 4 as well, 
and I have a very strong commissioner who's pushing for input on how we can resolve environmental issues here in four. And so we have ideas, uh, but we want people... Councilwoman, can you hold... Uh, I'll bring you yeah. back right after this, but I'm so glad that you got rid of those potholes in the district four. You know, a lot of I tap every car I get. But we'll be right back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it with Here we go. Well, it's time to make Got me on, yeah. Councilwoman, uh, Mayor Pro Tem? Yes, sir. You still there? All right. Yes, sir, I'm still here. Okay, go right ahead. You were telling us about something. Those big ticket items. Yeah, the bonds. The bonds. Those the big bonds ticket are items are in that bond, right? right? Bigger mm-hmm. investment. And mm-hmm. so every, every council member is going to be pushing to get improvements in their district for the big ticket items. These are the type of items that we probably pay for. We vote on today. Mm-hmm. And the future generation, the generation after us, have to pay for it. Right. So when we start pushing for a billion do- millions of dollars of improvements. For example, Keith Park, we're trying to get about a twenty, fourteen to twenty million dollar improvement on that rec center. Mm-hmm. We're looking at, as I stated, Glendale Park. Uh, Glendale Park, even in the District Three side, is already undergoing a master plan, mm-hmm. and the District Four side, which includes the swimming pool. We're trying to find solutions so that we can make that a whole part. So oh, that's man. going to be you know, millions of dollars. And plus, you have to address the uh, the transportation piece. So you're going to want families to be jeopardized. You're going to hold their feet to the fire. My goodness. Yes, sir. And that's All right. You're not going to let them out there and come and have do I'm something. Not gonna let them out. No, so I don't let them out there. Right. We need six strong people who understand the fiduciary responsibility of this city to, to implement programs that support our property taxes. Yeah. So I'm looking for the strong six people to serve. They're welcome to call my office at 214-670-0780. That's 214-670-0780 to be on that committee. But it, mm-hmm. they have to be willing to work uh and it may be once a week or once every two weeks that they come down to City Hall to meet with the other commissioners. But what I found out on the 2017 bond is the southern sector does not show up. And so, oh, therefore, we don't show up, the other districts get the money. Get the money. So once again, it's the budget that we need to work on that we're going to start pushing and adopting by September 2023. But the bond we're going to adopt for implement implementation for 2024. So mm-hmm. we will have to, we'll be working all year long on money, budget and bond. Oh, budget and bond. And they don't need to come back complaining if nobody's going to volunteer and go to work. Because this That's is a chance to get something, some things, different things, really nice right. in Eau Claire. Yeah. Right. All right. right. I thank you. We'll be calling and telling, reminding everyone. And I do get a number of calls that say thank you, folks that I meet out on the streets or whatever when I'm out, mm-hmm. thanking you for having this program on Saturdays and, and learning quite a bit. All right. You sure give out right. some thank good information. You. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye bye. All right. The closing line 972 647 1893. Who do we have next, uh, Pierre? Concerned Citizen on line one. Concerned Citizen? Yes. All righty. Good morning, concerned citizen. 
Grand Rising, Pastor Barnett. How are you? Fine, fine. You doing all right? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, listen, I just want to echo uh, with uh, uh, something I heard Robert talk about. I've heard him talk about for probably, ooh, we, I can't even think about. Uh, as long as you've probably been on radio, he's talked about the banks and talked about us not. But them banks and that money? <laughs> yeah, okay. So one of the things that I've noticed is, and I'm young, first of all, you see, I'm a young man, so you know, we don't know much. I know a little bit. Mm-hmm. But in my 59 years of being on this earth, I've, I, I've always questioned why we go to church on Sundays and give all our money to the church. Well, we're supposed to, according to the biblical text. We give our money our 10%, and then the truck comes around, picks up our money, takes it to the bank. We can't get along. Mm-hmm. And we continue to say this, and, and, and we know this is true, but we continue to do that. So my question is, why is it that we don't get together? I'm talking all the black churches, and that's a, that's a story within itself. Get together and form a credit union where we can loan to our own people. Where we ain't got to be worried about what the white people are doing. We ain't got to be worried about what the banks are doing. Why we can't, in the name of God, put our stuff together, put our, our resources in the bank, which it talks about... I think the whole thing about the 10% in Malachi, put it all together so we can have some stuff, and we'll follow that, then we'll have some stuff. I don't know why we don't do that. Well, we're not together. That's why we don't do it. We're not taught unity, enough about unity in our churches. We're not taught about how we should love our own and realize charity begins at home and then spreads abroad, but we spread our money on Monday morning. We, we collected at home on Sunday morning, but Monday morning we spread it abroad in other parts of Dallas and let them go and take that money and invest it in build other parts of the city, and we get nothing. Well, you have to realize most preachers need to be socialized. They think what we do, what I do, is social work. No, this is Christian work. This is Christian work. This is work that needs to be done in our, com- our, our communities. Did he not tell us to go to the poor, downtrodden, strangers among us? Did he not teach us these things? This is Christian work. And believe me, brother, I can back it up in the Bible far more then most preachers can, well, I just, I ain't gonna say all, but 99% of them can show me where this is not social work that we should be doing because your, 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 your body, your flesh, if it's not right, if it's not uh, happy, your spirit is not gonna be happy. This is spiritual work also. Did I answer your question? Yes, sir, absolutely. But yeah. along those lines, I'd like to also point out that, you know, one thing that we forget about is that, you know, Jesus fed the folks that were hungry. And I know we're giving out these little boxes and stuff for food now, and everybody's saying that the church is doing it, but we know that's coming from the government. And I'm not trying to bash the church. I just think that they need to be, I agree with you, need to be educated. They need to be educated on how, this is why a lot of our young people don't come to church. 
this is why a lot uh-huh. of, uh, of folks are probably leaving the churches because we got social ills and the church does not care about that. The church is not getting in bed with the uh, politicians and going down there saying, hey, look, y'all need to do this, do that. This Arnold is online telling us about what she wants us to come and do and this day and the other. Churches should be working with her. Right. They should be making her do this stuff. Right. They should be saying, this is what we want you to do. Mm-hmm. Not her begging for them to come to her. But so mm-hmm. you're right. We need. They need to be educated. Yeah. But... We've been learning just, most of our preachers learn just to make sure you you can hoop and holler, get them jumping and dancing and not, you know, kicking up dust and everything and jumping benches, you know. Uh, you know, that sure, Lord, we sure had a good time. Yeah, well, well, what did he preach about in there? I don't know how you showed it preach. And we want to hear somebody, oh, they showed it saying today. No, please. Just go and getting hyped up, hyper emotional. It's, right. it's nothing wrong with being emotional. Because if you're spiritual, you will be emotional. That's good. But please, come on. God, God put us down here not to be tormented as we're being tormented. As we are his children. We are the children of Israel. And we ought to right. be leading this world, not being drugged by this world. I thank you. Right, but I want to throw that out to uh, 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 Robert. The uh, church credit union is something I think we really need to start pushing. They need to get their own credit union where they can do their own thing. All right. Good thinking. All righty. Mm-hmm. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? Uh, P.I. Randy's on the line four. Randy? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, brother. How you doing? Fine. How are you doing? I'm doing good, by the grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go right ahead. I'm, we're going to see how this comp goes over from a dis- different ethnic group saying the same thing that's been said this morning. And I've heard many times through the years that I've been listening especially with Mr. Petrie and Imani get on and you guys get to talking. And we realize that the problem is not the system that's oppressing us. We realize the problem is within. We realize the problem is the person that's in the mirror. We realize that we need to construct a bank, but it doesn't happen. Churches ain't going to get together and construct no bank because they can't even agree on God. So capitalism got to start the bank. We have rich African-American basketball players, beyond belief here in Dallas. Same thing with the Dallas football team and other sports and businesses that don't even have nothing to do with sports. We have a plethora of rich African-Americans in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So the bank is where it's got to start, and it's not going to start through the church. It's going to start through capitalism. And well, Randy, you, you, you're so right, but here's what. Let us not dispel the thinking that these are these people's money that should be used to better them. Somebody can call in the name of Jesus, giving Jesus this money, and if they're doing something else, uh, it's not investing what God wants this money 
that we give. He wants the church to push us forward. We need the churches, the basketball players, football players, or whatever, need to come together because most of your uh, basketball team, your football team, are dominated by black players, most of them. These and, these and, and, and these professional teams spend woo man millions and millions of dollars in our community every year with us, and we need to put that money together with the black church. These will be black money. people working together, which we just won't do. We won't get together. I understand that, and you know why it's going to continue to be like that because we can't agree on God. But you know what capitalism agrees on? What's that? Making more money. That's what capitalism agrees on. So I know you got a lot of pressure on your shoulders, and the two gentlemen I'm fixing to say their name, they got a lot of pressure on their shoulders, Robert Petrie and Imani. But it seems like you three are the only hope that this area can get a bank. So I'm putting the pressure on you three to get a bank. And what does it start? What does it take to start a charter school? Okay. Can, can the African American start their own charter school? Let me speak something to that. Uh, you're right. You're correct. We need uh, a bank to lend money in our community. But we have a lot of people still have a nasty taste for a black bank because we had one called Sunbelt. Oh, it's been some years ago. It was that 25, 30. Y'all call me and correct me. Give me the number of years that ago when we had Sunday. And guess who undermined that bank? Black church. Black preacher led to fight to undermine that black bank. So what's that telling the community? Oh, man, it's telling the community we got some terrible people are unlearned, untrained, unskilled, ungodly people that we got to deal with, that we got to deal with. We can't get a bank and trust anybody. We all will have to work together as brothers, as godly brothers and sisters. Yes. Because it didn't work back then and it was failed. I know, I know. I I knew what you were going to say. That's why I put it. Before I go off, I'd like to say... Carol Arnold and several people down in our school board and the, and the city council do do a good job. Mm-hmm. And we always saying we need more people like that. Yeah. No, Brother Barnett, we need more people like Robert Petrie. And I know everybody's freaking out there. Randy's saying this about Robert Petrie. We need more people like Robert Petrie, Imani, and yourself, and Reverend Wright. That's who we need more people like. And I'm, right. I'm going to hang up and listen to everybody else. Okay, thank you. All right. And close the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, Pierre? Uh, we have uh, James from uh, Palestine on line two. James from Palestine. Oh, it's in Palestine. Well, good morning, James. Yes, good morning. I've been holding for 30 minutes, but it was worth it. Uh, I just say everybody did talk to what everybody said, even what Randy said, and we just need to come together, like you said, and remember, realize that we do get federal dollars, and if you're not getting your share of federal dollars, you, your civil rights are being violated. We need to go to these school board meetings. Callum, Miss Honor was saying the right thing. We need mm-hmm. to get on these boards and commissions. And listen, I said this before. People go down to City Hall and ask for a copy of your charter, 
and get on those committees and review. That's your government, your local government. We read the Constitution, and we know that it says whenever any form of government be, become destructive or whatever to this end, we won't even use that. And for the pastors and the preacher robbers, Jesus went to the people and took it to them. These pastors not taking it to them. Go to the meeting, pastors. Church members, listen, Reverend Burnett, if every church send three or five members to a meeting, school board meeting, city council meeting, county commission meeting, mm-hmm. we can keep up with what's going on in the government. Quit trying to separate That's the right. government church. That's right. But now remember, Jesus went to church and found some fellas yes. in there robbing the church. Yes, he did. That's what's going on. And uh, what did he do? Did he knit him a whip and whipped him out of there? Yeah. We have that Ananias Sapphira spirit. All them rich black, like Randy was saying, them millionaire football, basketball, baseball players in Dallas and people yeah. Winfrey and all these billionaires, they need to come together and make sure black people have the radios and TV and banks and things like that. I would say, quit. What the? It's, it's a shame how they spending their money. These recently they said Michael Jordan is a billionaire. Take some of them billions and build some black TVs and radio stations where he is and put some banks and credit union like the young man said. I used to say that in Palestine, but people won't come together. Create our own credit unions and everything. That's right. Anything we need, we should be we we have the money That's to right. do it. But we do not have the mind to do it. Got to get out of here. Got to run. Coming next is Workers Beat. All right, I see one half of it here. And uh, give them a chance to get on and get to rolling and have a good show. So stay tuned to all the great programming on KNON. And thank all of you for listening and calling. Have a wonderful week. For the true and good. Now when the sky is